Hi, and welcome to the Fearlessly Girl podcast, dedicated to creating a kinder girl world. I'm your host, Kate Whitfield, speaker, author, girls empowerment expert, and the founder of Fearlessly Girl. Join me, our incredible facilitators, and inspiring guest experts each week as we share our best tips and strategies to help you make an impact and income building your dream girls empowerment business or side hustle, offer impactful programming in your schools and communities, and inspire an entire generation of girls to be kinder to themselves and each other. Tune in as we create a kinder girl world together. Well, hello, hello. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited you're here, as always. I had a moment today when I was walking Cosmo and I was trying to pick a podcast to listen to, and I had like 10 or 12 all lined up, ready to go. And it made me think of just, there's so many great podcasts out of there, out there. There's so many things that you could be listening to. So I just wanted to thank you for choosing this podcast. I know how valuable your time is. And so I really do appreciate you coming along for the ride and being a part of this. It means so much to me and just being able to connect with new listeners and reach new audiences and keep up to date with people who've been around for a while. This really is such a cool way to build a relationship and to share all this value. And so I'm just, I'm so thankful for you. So I know you have choices. So thank you for tuning in. And I don't have a super big intro today, but what I do have is an incredible interview with one of our incredible Fearlessly Girl facilitators, Gina Deer. She is the founder of The Empowered Girl. She has such a beautiful, incredible journey of saying yes to herself, diving in and starting something really great that's had such a great impact on girls already. And she takes us through that journey of starting before she was ready, just launching, figuring it out and learning and growing and pivoting. And I think it's something that is so important to hear, especially if you are somebody who is looking into getting more involved in the girls' empowerment space, whether offering your own programming, starting your own organization, bringing it into your school or your district, whatever the case may be, Gina's story is just really, really incredible. So without further ado, I would love to share this really beautiful conversation that I was so privileged to have with Gina with all of you. So welcome Gina to the podcast. Okay, I'm here with Gina. Welcome to the Fearlessly Kind podcast. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yes, of course. Thank you for having me today. So my name is Gina Deer. Um, I'm from upstate New York or central New York (laughs) is a better way to describe it. Um, I am a full-time mom of two. Um, I also have a full-time career in the human resources aspect and I work for a nonprofit. Um, but also recently on the side, I have um, started my own girls group. It's called the Empowered Girl. Um, I know we'll get into that a little bit, but that is my my newest venture. That is so cool. Yes, I definitely want to find out more about that. Um, what what kind of like called you to get into this girls empowerment space in the first place? Like what 
what kind of pulled you in in here? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. It's it's like a multi-factor thing. So um, over the past, I would say over the past maybe seven years or so, I've really been passionate about helping other women be confident. Mm. Um, this really started when I joined a, a another side hustle that was selling makeup and skincare and 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 really for that it was just the the feeling that women got just by putting on a little lipstick or just you know learning new things and it really gave them a lot of confidence so i can kind of continue my confidence journey with women and kind of helping and mentoring and joining women groups and and really giving you know you know i, I myself went through a lot of confidence things as as we all do when we grow up as it's right. young females and young women um but then i you know i had my own daughter and I watched her struggle very early on with confidence. And I said, oh, I don't remember feeling like this when I was seven years old. Like, I think things have changed a lot for kids. Um, so, you know, while I still believe in empowering women every day, I, I really just had the strong calling to, we need to start earlier with, you know, empowering females and it needs to start a lot earlier. And it's, and a lot of things that I found were, um, you know, like support groups and clubs for teenagers and up. nothing for like that younger space when when they really start to transition mm -hmm. in their earlier years, like as early, like I said, seven, I saw it, you know, but like nine to 12 age. Yeah. Um, so really that, you know, I remember feeling how I felt as a kid, not being confident, but now I see it in my own daughter and her friends. And it really just changed a lot of things for me. And I really started digging into what was available. Yeah. Well, I mean, you kind of have that front row seat with your own daughter, like the day in, day out. And there is a difference, I believe, in just the perhaps even the intensity of the the struggles that girls are facing at a younger age. Right. right. Like, I remember when right. I started Fearlessly Girl, it was for teenagers. And then I'd have middle schools being like, wow, we sure could use you in middle school. And I'm like, um, I don't think so. Like, yeah. You know, right. and then I get into yeah. middle schools and I'm like, wow, yes, you do need this. And then it was elementary schools that started reaching out. And I'm like, right. no, like you couldn't possibly be like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. And then lo and behold, that, uh, you know, became a huge part of Fearlessly Girl was just that age group. Um, you know, even the pre preteen, you know, like yeah. the, the seven, eight, nine is. Yeah it's so sad to see how young girls are that are experiencing this and dealing with this. And um, mm -hmm. kudos to you though, for seeing that and then being like, all right, I want to do something about yeah. it. Let's yeah. <laughs> see yeah. what's Thank out you. there. <laughs> right. And, right. You know, now starting your own girls group, which we will get to, but mm -hmm. in terms of like the journey with your own daughter and like her friends, what have been some of the bigger struggles that you've seen them deal with? Um, I think early on, it was even things like, and we deal with this as women, even our age, you know, it's like, oh, my hair looks terrible. I hate this outfit. Or it's just that comparison. The world is a different place than, yeah. you know, when I was a teenager or a preteen that there's a lot more ways to compare, you know, yourself to other people. It's mm -hmm. not just the visual of other people in school. It's now the social media. It's, wow. it's all these other, I guess, resources, if you will, that they have to, to easily compare. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the filtered pictures on Instagram or whatever. And even confidence in school and schoolwork, school's different. It's harder. Mm -hmm. I think it's harder these days mm -hmm. when they're young. Definitely. Um, you know, the standards are, are pretty high now. So even things like that, just it's, you know, the resiliency in, in children is a lot different from when we were young. I think, you know, for me, I was a much more independent, but a lot of kids don't really have that resiliency that that maybe we had a long time ago. I'm not saying I had it perfectly, but no, <laughs> you see no, less these days. 
Yeah. And it's important. Um, you know, that's an important skill to develop is, you know, just being able to be resilient and ride the waves, right? Like, especially just given how difficult I think it is to be a teenage girl now. I mean, right. I, I believe it is harder to be a tween, Agreed. you know, teen girl now and the pressures of social media. And what's crazy is the you know, I, I just recently got on TikTok myself and some of the filters on there are scary, realistic, yeah. but they make, they make this, you know, to see yourself in that way of like, like quote unquote, perfect skin, mm -hmm. like everything. And it's just like, yeah. then you can toggle between the filter being on and off. And mm -hmm. like, I'm 36 years old. And I mean, that still messes with my head. Right. But could you imagine being 13, mm -hmm. 14, and, and you're seeing, I can't right. like mm -hmm. it's social media can have a lot of positive benefits, but I also do feel like it's, it's very detrimental to self-esteem body image and just like showing right. up authentically because, you mm -hmm. know, we have this mm -hmm. idea of who we have to be and how we have to act. And, you know, some of the stuff that we did as teenagers now compared to like the dance moves that girls are doing on TikToks. Like they, they look like they're in their twenties. Whereas mm -hmm. if you find videos of me when I was 13 and like, I look 13. <laughs> you know? right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I hear you on that. I, I, I do think that plays a really big part in it. And is that what, you know, kind of led you to creating your girls group? Cause I'd love to know more about what that looks like. It, it did. It did. And like I said, I did a little research, like what, what's out there for, because I had seen some, you know, groups and things for teenagers and, you know, the, the college kids. And I said, what are we doing for the young girls? You know, and, um, you know, and I know that there's only so much you can do in the school space, right? They have a certain amount of time each day, they got to fit everything in. And I know they have that, you know, that type of support now, especially since COVID. Um, mm. But I just personally don't think it's enough. Um, and, yeah. and you need to do something outside of school and maybe just something that's more less structured and, and makes and will make it fun for the girls. They can learn and have Great. fun and connect with other girls at the same time. I love that you yeah. said fun. I love that, you know, because so much of everything is so serious now, like and especially after the last few years we've all been through, yeah. like the heaviness and mm -hmm. the seriousness and kids don't really get to be kids anymore and they have to grow up right. so fast and it, mm -hmm. like it's just like robbing these girls of this beautiful time in their lives to be fun to have fun and be silly and just to you know enjoy the, the you know the freedom that comes with being this age and right to, to incorporate fun into your programs I, I love that you said that because that was a real core value of fearlessly girl was like even though we're talking about serious things like insecurities and self-esteem and body image and bullying there's still a way to do it Mm -hmm. in in a way that's like very empowering and uplifting for the girls right. instead of it being so serious and negative right so that's cool so explain paint us a picture of this group like is it so yeah. it's after school like an out of school program is so it's it's pretty new so I, I I've had this idea for a couple of years and I finally just said you know what I, I just need to launch it and it's yes not exactly perfect, but it's the way we're going to find out what works and what doesn't so I launched it at the end of the summer I had a, my first um it was a workshop series of six weeks. So we met every Monday evening for an hour and a half. Um, I was able to get a space at our local library, which was great. They were so accommodating. They were excited that we were coming in. They loved the idea. So even people like that are getting on board with the idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put it out there. And I had so much feedback. Like so many girls wanted to join. I did. I had 10. So I thought that was fine. It was a good, 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 small group. 
Um, it was a little tough over the summer because it's summertime. You know, it was hot every Monday. They were tired, but, you know, they showed up. So, um, but like you said, I had people reaching out to me for, you know, I can't make this one, but please let me know when the next one is. Or my daughter isn't that age. Can I, will you have something for younger girls? So I had a lot of feedback in that realm as well. This one was specifically for an average age of 10 to 12. So you're, I, I asked that you were either entering sixth or seventh grade, because to okay. me, those are very transitional years, right? Yeah. And schools, mm-hmm. schools are structured a little bit differently. So they may be going to new schools in those two years. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had, um, I had a couple outliers, which was totally fine. They all meshed very well. I had one eighth grader, one fifth grader, right. uh, but you wouldn't even know. They were, mm-hmm. they were so fantastic. So over the six weeks, we just did a, we did a variety of things. We did the things like talking about confidence and and self-esteem. What's the difference? How are they alike? Uh, but then we we mixed it up and we had fun. So one night we had a self-care um, slash skincare night um, and we got out yoga mats and did some breathing exercises. So we did that. That was their favorite one. They told me. At the yeah, end. really? Um, you know, we, we did positive affirmations. I had, you know, post-its up at every workshop where they could just take them as they needed. They had journals that they could write at the end of every session. Um, you know, we got up and did activities. So we tossed around a beach ball at each workshop and just talked about our highs and lows of the day prior to coming to the workshop. Um, and then we ended with a nice little celebration where they got to walk down, you know, do their walk and strut to, to little Alicia Keys. And <laughs> that is you know, fun. That is, fun. My, I love yeah. that song. So we said, get this girl's on fire. We're going to walk down as I call your name, you know, do your thing, dance, just walk, whatever you want to do. And they, they love cool. that a little pizza party and uh wow yeah. this was amazing you really I, thought about everything <laughs> so we tried to cover everything and you know I learned some things of what I could do differently next time but I also learned what they liked so um and you know I just from that that first series of workshops I've noticed a lot of interest and it's really motivated me to want to do so much more and that's when I kind of came on and found your program and I was like yeah oh it's meshes so well like it's exactly what you know we're trying to do here so yeah well that's so perfect and I've got to say just like kudos to you for just starting just doing it I mean that's that always seems to be like the biggest hurdle (laughs) right to just start it and to just like exactly like you said because the information you get from starting it Mm -hmm. I could cover everything in the course I could cover everything in the training but until you actually just go and start it and do it you're going to connect with the girls you're going to hear from the parents you're going to see what the community is you know really looking for what your audience is interested in Mm -hmm. and you're going to gain that confidence too and not just the confidence but then the excitement because you're like wow that really worked like that was great and you can kind of just keep building on it so good for you for just starting and mm-hmm. I always say to people you don't have to have it all figured out it doesn't have to be That's perfect it doesn't right. have to be just a know that. Girls in a room <laughs> mm-hmm. girls get started create that huge impact like those girls after those six weeks I mean they've learned some skills they've they're going out into the world as different people now you know mm-hmm. so yeah. the thought now that you can continue to build on that is really it's really yeah. exciting. So what, exciting. what is next? Like, what are you dreaming up now? Cause I'm sure yeah, you've got some plans. <laughs> <laughs> I've been through the training, but um, yeah. So I, I wanted to let school start. Cause I know a lot of kids are embedded in a lot of activities nowadays. Yeah. So, and myself, I have a full-time job, so it's really just the capacity. So I'm working on that. And what I, what I, my goal for the end of this year is to run just two 
um, to like single workshops. So okay. what I love about this is that it doesn't have to be a series of things. Mm-hmm. It can be, you know, one year or two there. Um, so I want to do, my hope is to do two more by the end of the year, just single, probably early evenings or late afternoons, whatever, you know, works out. Um, and then kind of start fresh in the new year and, and yeah, hopefully take this to some schools and get some bigger events happening. You know, like I love the summit idea. I love that. I think that's like the perfect yeah, that's way fun. To, to really hit those, you know, that certain age group and, and bring mm-hmm. them together in one if it's a Saturday morning for a couple hours, I, I really love that idea. So yeah, I really want to kind of go after that next year. That is so exciting. That And that's so, that's so great. And so achievable. And just, you know, it's, you're really kind of building and growing with it and letting the, um, you know, cause you will, like, that's how the whole summit program even came into existence was mm-hmm. doing it. And the first few ones, like I remember going to the principal after in the school and being like, well, that didn't turn out like I planned, you know, like it just didn't work. And then I would talk to the girls and I would talk to the school and I would just, I was really committed to just like allowing the program to be what it needed to be, you Mm -hmm. know, through the feedback. And and it's really incredible how much you learn as you do it and how you realize like, you know, we give the pro the the foundation in the the certification program, but I really do encourage everyone to make it their own and be like, mm-hmm. put your stories in it, your activities, like the beach ball, you know, like fun things that you can do to really make it your own and add, you know, what I call like your own special sauce mm-hmm. to it, right? Like just to yeah. make you can make it yours. Right. Um, and I know a lot of people listening to the podcast are in that stage right now. If they want to start, they want to launch, but they're like, how do I do it? What was that process like for you in terms of being like, from the moment you decided let's do it? Like what were your first kind of key moves after that? Um, so the first thing is where, so, you know, yeah. where we're in, you think there's, there's, a, there's so many places, but then when you have to think about it, like you draw a blank. So I was thinking of all these spaces and I'm, you know, as a new upcoming, I guess, guess for better lack, lack of terms, business, you know, mm-hmm. you're yeah. looking for space and you, you don't really have funds to, to be renting space. You don't want to take everything out of your own pocket, you know, oh, very do that. so um, I just start. I really just started to, you know, look at the resources I had. Who do, who do I know? I know so many people. Someone's got to, you know, know a little exactly. bit. <laughs> just started having conversations with people in my own network. And, and some, and one of my own friends said, what about the library? And I said, I didn't even think of that. Like it, and it's right down the road. I just didn't think of it. And I, and I guess that was just, I didn't realize I knew they had the space, but it just didn't cross my mind because mm-hmm. I'm just in business mode, right. Of right. like renting space. So I called and they were thrilled to have, to have us and didn't have to, you know, it was no money out of our pockets and, I could use, you know, anything that came in from the workshops for materials and things like that. The pizza party and, you know, the fun things. But yeah, yeah, the location was the first key. And then how do I tell people? So I just went to social media, of course, Mm -hmm. because that's where you're, you know, so I did a little teaser. People were really excited. And then I just said, I'm just going to pick dates and we're going to go for it. Good for you. (laughs) Made an easy Google form and, you know, keep it like you have to keep it simple you know, yeah. just to, in, as far as execution, keep it simple. And if it's, if there's a need, they'll come to you. So yeah, no, that's so true. And just keeping it simple. And I'm such a big believer in starting where you're at, starting with what you have. And like, everybody has a network and we, sometimes we don't <laughs> really acknowledge or just, we take it for granted that we are yeah. connected to all these people through a million different avenues, but you know, somebody might just be popping up with, well, why don't you try the library? You know, I mean, right. once we start kind of speaking these 
these things into existence, right? And sharing our vision. It's so wild yeah. how people will rise up to meet you and the support that's there and the network you have. And people get excited. Like mm-hmm. doing something like this is it is still kind of unusual, right? Like we kind of understand the nine to fives. We understand the real jobs, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Uh Um, but doing something like this is still a little bit, you know, it's a little different and people are excited Mm -hmm. about it and they're interested Mm -hmm. in it. You know, it sounds like you found this, like you had a lot of support of people, you know, showing up and mm-hmm. connecting you and giving you ideas. And then obviously like signing their girls up and, yeah. you know, that's, that's so cool. So good for you for just having an idea and, you know, not waiting until you had it all figured out and it all perfectly planned and it all perfect and all mm-hmm. the, like you, you can build as you go, right. You just have to get exactly. started. That's a, you did the hardest thing already, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the thing. <laughs> And once you do it, you kind of got to stick to it because people are waiting. So now it's exactly out there and then it will, that will be your drive. So, yeah, no, I love that. And what was your, you know, journey with the girls like over those six weeks? Did you see, you know, did you see any changes in the girls over that period of time? I I did. So um, one of the activities that I did is we had in the first, very first session I had Oh, it's probably like 40 to 50 emoji cards. So they had to go pick their the emoji that best represented how they felt coming into this brand new space. So cool. This, this strange lady that we, some of them I knew, you know, of course, but some of them didn't know me at all. And and for parents to entrust me in doing this, I was like thrilled. But yeah. they came in with their emoji cards and at the end of the session, they had to pick, they didn't have to, they could pick a new emoji card if their emotions changed over that hour and a half of our our time together. And, um, and of course I saw this throughout the six weeks, but even just that one, I had one young girl that, that did change her card to the end. And it went from kind of a straight, like not sure, you know, emoji to a happy emoji Wow! because she was very nervous coming in, but she ended up being the one that probably talked and participated the most. So I, it it just kind of replicated after that. I saw girls that were a little bit quieter and, and a little shy really come out of their shell and. Even the parents after were, you know, saying, oh, my God, she comes home and she's all excited and, oh. and feel, like motivated and empowered. And thank you for doing this. And, you know, you don't see it. So you don't see it so much when they go home. So I always appreciate that feedback, you know, after yeah. the. No, it means it does mean a lot to hear that and to just know that what you did really had an impact. And that's what I say with this work is like, it's fun. It's incredible. Like, I love it, but Mm -hmm. it's also so necessary. Like these girls need this. They need this opportunity Mm -hmm. to connect and to learn skills, right? Like to learn how to navigate girl world, the world, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. These little people are, you know, kind of out there trying to figure it all out and to have somebody like you come in with this program that is this fun space where they can explore and connect and feel safe. And um, I I do think it's so necessary and it's really wonderful to hear the feedback. And I always, you know, that feedback was always what kept me going in, in the beginning, because like there's sometimes where it can just be like, you have this amazing event and everyone leaves and you're kind of like, did that even happen? Did anyone get anything out of it? You know, you have all those yeah, your own limiting beliefs and thoughts, but then when you get mm-hmm. the the follow-up messages from the schools or the parents or the girls themselves, and you're like, yeah, like this really is important work. And that's why mm-hmm. making the shift now to just going from working one-on-one with the girls to now empowering women to go out and do this work. That's what lights me up the most because like, yeah, I know what that feels like. Mm-hmm. I know how incredible that feels and just how addictive that is. Cause it, then you just want to do more. 
You just want to go out there and build more and connect more and have an even bigger impact and make, you know, your own organization out of nothing. And I think that's so cool and it's so possible. And, you know, you've definitely proven that just do it, just do it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it. What were some of the, um, I guess, bigger struggles that the, the girls in that age group talked about? Like what, what was, if you had to kind of narrow it down to one or two, what would you say? Um, I, we talked a lot about friendships. I think mm-hmm. that, and, and I, I noticed this in, a lot with my own, my own daughter and my niece, um, you know, they're close yeah. in age and we're all close. So it's, you know, navigating who your friends are, who's going to stick around, who your true friends are. So we, we did a lot of talking. We talked and we did, got in our circle, our safe circles. And, oh. you know, they were very open about it, which I, I really appreciated at that age. Um, you know, like I thought she was my friend, but then she did this. And I said, well, was she your friend then? You know, you just, you kind of have to really dig into the realities of things with them and, and, and not tell them what to do, but help them navigate. Exactly. You know, exactly. I think friendships was one of the the big ones. And then just, um, like I said, just the, just the, the, I guess the comparison, you know, Definitely. And, and especially you know, in that age, I think the friendships <laughs> and the, the pressure comparing to each other. I mean, that is such a, you know, it, that's a big issue that you're navigating at that period of time in your life and just how to do it. And I love what you said about, you know, letting them figure it out for themselves. And that's always been sort of a, a guiding force of the work that I do with girls is there's, you know, you can stand up there and tell them, do this, don't do that. You know, you're beautiful, you're whatever. But for like the girls to kind of have that, to be supported in that journey of finding out the answers for themselves, like that yeah. is what sticks with them. That's mm-hmm. what transforms how they see themselves in the world. And they can, you know, they're empowered to think critically and to think about, well, yeah, that, was she a, was she a friend? Right. Just mm-hmm. to like create that space for the girls to have those realizations is so powerful. And we overcomplicate it. You know, Mm -hmm. like having 10 girls in a library and just creating that space for them to connect with each other is like, that's it, right? Like that's, it doesn't have to be any more complicated than Mm -hmm. that. That's enough. That's powerful. That's transformative. And, you know, then getting that feedback after being like, yeah, it was, you know, like the the girls loved it. And yeah, yeah, so I I definitely hear you on those being some of the the key issues for sure. And just so they know that they're not alone. You know, you can have nine different girls in there that are different from you, but that you think, oh, her life might be perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, you're all you're on the same boat. You know, you're all experiencing. Yeah, maybe not the same exact things, but you're all going through something. You're all going through something. And that was probably one of the biggest lessons I got doing this work for over a decade was just that no matter how, you know, you look out at a sea of girls at a summit or something and you just like look at these vibrant, beautiful, you know, incredible young women. And when you dive deep into the, you know, conversation part of the program and these girls are talking about their struggles, like some of the struggles, some of the things that these girls go through behind the scenes that, you know, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is you're just like, wow, like you're carrying so much and, you, you know, yeah. you're still dealing with the pressures of girl world and trying to fit in and trying to look a certain way. Like it's, it's heavy, like it's really heavy for these girls, but when they can 
be seen authentically for who they are by their peers and supported. That's so transformational, but also just to have an opportunity for them to realize they're not the only ones dealing with something big and heavy because, you know, very rarely did I end a summit and it was like, Oh no, that was a, that was a perfect group. No, no issues there. (laughs) (laughs) Never happened, you know, from like, private schools to small town schools to inner city schools to like schools out in the country like it didn't matter I mean everywhere mm-hmm. I went and mm-hmm. you know same with all those girls that, that showed up in your group like every everyone's going through something and and okay. I think to remind ourselves just in our day-to-day life like just as, as humans existing on this planet to remember that everyone we encounter everyone we walk past everyone we you know connect with has a story they've been through mm-hmm. something and, mm-hmm. you know, if if that, if nothing else should inspire kindness in us and how we carry ourselves and communicate and connect. And if we can give girls that opportunity at that young age, mm-hmm. like how powerful is that? Yes, very. So I think you're doing, yeah, such incredible, important work. And I love the idea of having a few more before the end of the year. Yes. And then, yeah. you know, 2023, yeah. like I can just imagine <laughs> the momentum. I know. I know. And be prepared for that momentum because, you know, mm-hmm. you know, the parents talk and they share and that's how I love organic growth. Like I really love um, building organically and growing with your audience. And, you know, even like with these podcasts, this has been a new sort of venture for me. And if I would have all of a sudden had a hundred thousand downloads right off the bat, like I think my nervous system would have exploded. Like I couldn't (laughs) handle that. So I needed to like really grow with the audience and learn from them. And and I think there's something really powerful and beautiful in just, you know, doing that, growing organically and and word of mouth. Like that was really what set Fearlessly Girl off was people started to talk about it. Once I got the summit figured out after the first few utter, complete, total failures <laughs> of the summit, which, you know, I can't call it a failure because it did eventually grow into something yes. really great. But the first few ones, I'm telling you, like, I'm glad no footage exists because they were not. <laughs> Like, you know, I was in the, sitting in the principal's office, like I was in trouble. I'm like, and I put myself in there. I'm like, listen, I'm sorry, <laughs> but, <laughs> but just, you know, there, really, that's all. yeah, that's it. I think it's really powerful. And I think it's cool to like share that journey too, because we expect to have, to have it, you know, cause and working with so many women who want to get into the space, who are in the space, it's incredible how we are the ones getting in our own way. We're the ones not you know, thinking, well, when I have this figured out, once I have this certification or whatever, and yeah. there's something to be said for just doing it. And you mm-hmm. just did it. What advice? Because um, a lot of our listeners are kind of like, well, do I do I pull the trigger? Do I start this? What would you say to them? If they're kind of in that position right now? You, you just can't overthink it. I mean, you'll, you won't have all your ducks in a row. I, I mean, I still, I still have question, question myself for the next round. I'm like, yeah. Oh, I need yeah. the perfect date. You know, I need this many to come. You can't, you, you just can't let that slow you down. You just, just plan it. They'll show up if, you know, if they, if they're interested and if yeah. not, it was, even if you start out, I was hoping for 15 to 20, I got 10 and I was happy with it. And actually mm-hmm. I just took a different perspective on it. Like it's a smaller group. Maybe they'll be more comfortable in a smaller group to start. So yeah. it's, you really just build, like you said, build on what you have and, and just take it day by day, really. That's it. And just kind of, you know, like knowing the work is important and, and just, you know, 
I, I did another, um, had another conversation with another facilitator earlier, just about like, if that seed is planted in you, like if, if this is what you feel like you have to do, like you have, you're called to give back to girl world in some way to share your experiences, to connect with these girls, like that is there for a reason, you know, like it's, it's something yeah. that if, if you have that and you have that passion and that's why with all of our facilitators, like I want to connect with them beforehand and just make like how like that passion is important to me because you know yeah. sometimes things aren't going to go perfectly sometimes mm -hmm. you are going to try to launch something and you're going to have nobody sign up right like there and I've had that happen to me too like I've had events where like it was crickets and you just have to like keep going and trust that you're going to find your people and you're going to learn and you're going to figure it out and to not let some roadblocks stop you because right. there are going to be roadblocks like I will never tell anyone this is an easy journey to just right turn, yeah. like I've tried with the certification to make it as easy for people to you know, be able to kind of springboard into this space. But mm -hmm. at the same time, if you don't have that, why, like, you don't know why you're doing it, it's going to be a lot harder to keep going and, you know, figure it out. But yeah, it's, you just have to start, you just have to start, you have to start and get a little taste of it. Even if it's just one workshop, I, I went right for it went for six, I just had to keep my the momentum for myself. Yeah. But even if I did one, yeah. and I was excited about it after I'd want to keep going. So that just yeah. keeps no, good for you. And what, did, what what would you say to anyone like who works with girls, a parent of a girl, educator? Um, like, how do you feel like we can really best empower the girls in our lives just in day to day life, not necessarily by doing programming, but just like the impact we can have? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, the relationship you, you have is the most important, you know, talking to the girls, creating a, a safe space for them mm -hmm. to be open and I've noticed my own daughter opening up a lot. She went through the she went through the first program with me. Oh, she great! Participant and a helper, and she oh. wants to all of them. You know, she wants me to make sure she can come really? to everyone after to be kind of the I helper. And she spoke up, and you know, I think that even just her being able to speak out loud in front of people like really gave her a little bit more confidence. But I've noticed a change in her where if I just listen, you know, and and don't try to tell her what to do, just create that you know, comfortable space that I'm not talking at her and, you know, just allow them to, to give you information without having to, you know, ask. And just really, you know, the other thing I would say is, um, you know, role model what you're, you know, a lot of it is confidence building. So I've caught myself like in the morning getting ready and I said, oh, my hair just looks terrible today. And she's like, mom, what do you tell me when, when I say that? And I like, love oh, that she calls you out. She's like, no, no, mom. <laughs> and now, so, you know, they're watching you all the time and you're the role model. So when it comes time for them to drive, are you know, are you getting out your phone and texting when you're telling them not to text? Just little things like that, role modeling, you know, behave, the behavior that you want yeah. them to and not your confidence and things and yeah that matters because they they look to you so often I was you know the first few times this kind of topic came up in the summits I was a bit surprised because one of the questions was you know like who is your biggest role model in life and why and I'm thinking like it's going to be a thousand Beyonce's right like it's going to be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. but there was one or two girls that said Beyonce <laughs> but it was the overwhelming majority time and time and time again was my mom oh yeah and I'm like I'm not crying. You're crying. You know, like, it was emotional because uh -huh. it was like my mom and I wish I could be more open and honest with her. And I wish I could connect with her on a deeper level. Like that was a real core wish of so many of these girls was just like wanting to have that space to be able to talk and share. And the fact that their moms were their biggest role models, like 
I I still get like kind of emotional thinking about it because it's just mm-hmm. so beautiful. Like it's just again, mm-hmm. I think again, so many moms don't give themselves that kind of credit to realize like they really are their daughter's favorite person. And I understand when they're going through like especially the tween years and all the changes cognitively, hormonally. I mean everything, yes. and it can yeah. be really difficult. But to just know that that you know that connection is there and that they they are watching you and learning mm-hmm. from you and soaking it all in even when you think they're not so just to be mindful of that yeah. and to be on your own journey as a human being as well and to you know mm-hmm. do your own inner work and show up authentically in your own life i mean that has such ripple effects that that your daughter is seeing and being like okay look what my mom can do right like look what look look how she's working on this and overcoming this and going after her dreams and i just think it's so cool that your daughter wants to be a part of the workshops yeah. i love that yeah yeah always yeah. so ask me what are we doing tonight <laughs> what are we doing tonight in the group well you'll wait and see <laughs> so sweet a mother daughter duo i love it yeah <laughs> That's so cool. Well, Gina, where can everybody who's listening to this podcast, where can they find you, follow you, learn more about your programming? Where's the best so place? So right them? now we do have um, our own Facebook page, The Empowered Girl. Oh, um, great. So, so we're on Facebook. I'll be setting up an Instagram page soon because I love Instagram. Um, and I have an email. I don't have a website yet, but I do have an email. It's just hello at theempoweredgirl.org. Um, Beautiful. So, so far, that's those are where we are located. (laughs) I love that. Well, I'm going to put the links to all of that in your email in the show notes. So people can just go and click on it and find you. And I'll update when you have your Instagram as well, because I think like the work you're doing is so important. And you're such, I know, like an inspiration to other people by just going out there and starting and doing it and creating that impact um, is, it's so cool. So I'm so thankful that you're out there doing this work and um, to kind of help promote in any way I can all the good stuff you're doing so I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to jump on the podcast and share your wisdom with all of us awesome Awesome. well thank you so much Gina and um, everyone listening you can find Gina at all the links in the show notes and um, yeah thanks again thank you well I hope you got as much value out of that as I did so fantastic to have that conversation with Gina I'm going to put like I mentioned all of her information in the show notes below. And if you are interested in following in Gina's footsteps and the footsteps of all of our incredible facilitators, I have a brand new, totally free masterclass coming up all about becoming a sought after girls empowerment leader. And this is a great place to start. This is great if you're willing to take that next step in your girl's empowerment journey, whatever that looks like for you. So you can find that by joining our free community that I'm going to be announcing very soon. This is like a little sneak peek if you've made it this far in the podcast. So the link is going to be in the show notes. You can register, sign up for free. There's incredible challenges. There's great prizes. It's my vision for this is that it's going to be such an incredible, supportive, valuable community for women looking to make an impact and an income empowering girls, bringing girls empowerment programming into their schools and communities. It's going to be a whole vibe. It's going to be the place to be if you are in the girls empowerment space. So check that out in the show notes as well. And be sure to check in with Gina and follow along on her journey. And I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Thanks for tuning in.